Welcome listeners to the C2 podcast about climate change. What are we going to talk about in this series, Kirby? Well, Ed, we're going to talk about all the aspects to climate change. So listeners hear many sources in the media about uh, various uh, outlooks and opinions, but we're going to talk about uh, political, energy, water sources, uh, building transportation, animal conditions, extinction, maybe even population. It sounds like this is a holistic approach to climate change. It, it, it will be. We'll, we'll try and pull it all together in, a, in our series. Let's get started with that discussion, Kirby. This is C2, Throwing Rocks, Episode 3, Smaller Than Chicxulub, From the 20th Century to Today. Hello, Kirby. Hi, Ed. In Episode 2, we talked about the real rise, the huge impact, the footprint of man. Yes, in the 20th century was really, really the time that uh, uh, mankind's uh, large footprint really gets to be seen. And that's coal, oil. The big fossil fuel uh, sources, you know. And we needed those to grow. The usual loop, you know, we need them to grow, but it also helps us grow, you know. So, uh, so, but those, those, you know, those are the, uh, you know, there's, there's wood fires, but now we, we've got uh, large-scale fossil fuels, coal, then oil. That really drives, uh, you know, world population and and uh, all, all capability. And during this time, also, is when the big land clearings kind of happened across the planet. If one looked at satellites, you know, up to and through the 20th century, that change becomes very, very large. So the landscape is 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 ma- massively changing. And in this episode, we mentioned. Chicxulub. Explain what that event means. Yeah, means to our listeners. Well, uh, some of our listeners may know, but for, for those that don't, uh, Chicxulub was the asteroid strike of asteroids for the last, uh, you, you know, 100 million years. And it's uh, equated to, uh, you know, you know the, the, the mass extinction of the dinosaurs, which is quite famous. So, uh, you know, it was a, I think, uh, you know, a, you know, a ten, 10 kilometer diameter asteroid that struck uh, the Gulf of Mexico, you, you know, was a, was a impact explosion and, and blackening of the whole earth for, for, for many, many years. So, so, you know, it's a heightened uh, sample, uh, imp, uh, you, know, you know, moment on earth's history. Things like mass extinction, mass deforestation, this all happens all at once. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a total global calamity. However, a great example of the Earth's uh, uh, resiliency in its biosphere, so it's considered, uh, you know, the uh, beginning of the rise of mammals as being the dominant a- animal type, you know, they six inches long and under trees and, you know, seem to be able to survive all this thing over a few, few hundred, a few thousand years. But then, then, uh, you know, you know, you know, rose up to uh, be even the megafauna, which were mammals, which we'll talk about later. So, and, and, and as we talk about in our episodes in C2, you know, we're really kind of talking about planet change, correct? It, it, It is. I think you and I talked about that. We, want to introduce this term to our listeners that 
Climate change is viewed as atmospheric uh, phenomenon, which which it is. You know, it's uh, it's it's uh, carbon dioxide, and methane, methane, which absorbs heat, and you know everything getting hotter and disrupting the uh, climate patterns. But but really, mankind's I input uh, and impact, uh, you know, coming through the 20th century, really is a planet change. So so it's oceans, it's uh, modern sixth mass extinctions of, of, of animals. It's uh, accelerated land clearing. It's accelerated fossil fuel uses. So it's, 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 it's a total term that we will be using uh, now and in future episodes. And as we're talking about Chicxulub, this is kind of, and you just mentioned that mass distinction. Is this something that now we're creating this kind of man-made Chicxulub? You know, I, I, I think that's, that's in, our, in, a, in, our, in our editorial outlook. That's why you and I decided to use this, really. It's, 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 it's a bit symbolic. We're, we're, we're not at that scale, but it, but it was a massive planetary scale. And, uh, you know, so we're using it as a symbol of, uh, you know, really serious uh, planetary change and impact. And uh, let's, you know, you know let's, let's hope we don't get that far down the line with our fellow citizens. But, uh, you know, we're, we're using that, uh, that, 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 that symbolism, really. And one thing that's happening today, obviously, is the population is, is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough subject, hard, hard for uh, a, lot, a lot of people to talk about, you, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, the population bomb, uh, you, you know, was, was, was a major warning. And, uh, you know, I, I, th I think for Ed and Kirby, you know, you know we, we, we would agree that the, the common sense is that, that our, you know, our loop of support that is, you know, Industrial uh, ag and fuel sources and ability to support the larger population creates more industrial ag, and and so, you know, the the population curve is 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 you know gotten extremely steep. So so it's a it's it's a firestorm of of resource use. And at this point, too, I believe like sixty percent of the animal population has. Has, has gone. no longer exists. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think in the oceans is the same. And 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 I think it's accurate to say that you know for a lot of the large fishes, you know, you know, it's more like ninety percent. So it's 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 devastating. And uh, and you know, both the tongue in cheek and and deadly serious uh, e even today. The Secretary General uh, uh, Antonio Guterres. Uh, was quoted in a, in a speech, humanity is hurtling towards global calamity with its eyes wide open. So, you know, if, if, if the fisheries are, you know, gone down 90%, you, you know, we, we just still have a hard time acknowledging it and, and acting on it. It's almost, it's almost like we're sleepwalking to the edge. It, it, it is. It's, it's tough, tough, tough to acknowledge, but I, but I think through our, all of our episodes and, and uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the listeners will hear from you and I on, on a main, you know, not a main, but a major concept, and that is legacy. That, that is the legacy of, of our hominid ancestors and how, you know, we just have formed habits of survival We've formed habits of unlimited resources, and so 
you know, whether it's uh, a thousand years ago, a million years ago, it's a different time than 2023 when there's 8 billion people uh, c consuming. And let's talk about that. One thing that really changed from, you know, this rising footprint to today, transportation, right? And in and, and, and all ways, not just the vehicles, but the roads, uh, the infrastructure. Let's, I mean, how has that become a necessity in some ways, as we know? It's a necessity to live in modern uh, society in our population numbers. And, uh, you know, I guess from the biosphere, it's like a cancer. <laughs> you, you, you know, it's just, uh, it, uh, 100,000 flights in the air and, and you know, mi millions of, of, of kilometers of roads crisscrossing and, and subdividing the, uh, the, the, the landscape and, uh, you know, you know. But what I was going to say is it almost, it's, it's almost a privilege now. Like we, we've, we view this as it's our right. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think it is a privilege. Uh, I, don't, I don't think for most of us we see it as a privilege, you know, in a, in a philosophical way. It, it's, kind of, it's kind of a uh, routine thing. It's what we do. And, you know, if you don't have two cars, it's, it's the standard thing to aspire for. Right. Right. So you know, it's. Uh, I, I. I mean, there's some positive change. There's there's trains and trams, and there's electric vehicles. You know, which have their own mix. Of it. So so there's you know there's there's some response, but uh, needs to be you know a larger response, and it needs to be a much bigger swell of our fellow citizens. And with that comes roads, more concrete, more asphalt. These, these, all these things, right? All, all more asphalt, more, more concrete. You know, you know, the concrete is is just a, just a massive subject. You know, the making of concrete for construction is a you know really big uh, pollutant. And then you, you know we we just uh, you, you know have covered so much of the planet with it. And uh, you, you know, if so if there's two Concrete cities, um, you know, 50 miles apart, which is which is common. Uh, m much of the time, uh, the sprawl connects the two. So uh, you know, so, so it's it's really you know, building materials or or just a a, a, a voracious pipeline. And, and I'm sure it's not just the materials that we're using, but it's the effect of it. It heats up the earth. It it the water can't go anything. Like it just again, it's this kind of whole host of whole whole host of problems it calls you know yeah you're 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 right at it you know you know the the water is not uh, you know seeping into the to the you know the groundwater systems and the aquifers and and this you know it's ur urban heat islands or you know becoming urban heat uh, you know you know regions uh, so so it's it's a it's a you know you know you know it's a booting up process of planet change it's just just every every everything is getting disrupted you know so it's almost like how can we tackle we can't even tackle one thing because it seems like everything brings another problem another yeah, problem yeah, another yeah, problem yeah. and we can't even figure out you know how to head off the one solution you know in some sense we've created our own human complexity not unlike our bi the biosphere, which is you know incredibly uh, you know com complex, but we've uh, you, you know uh, we we've created such a you know a massive technological support system for ourselves <clears throat> that it's uh, 
you know, really a challenge to uh, kind of take a philosophy and figure out how to, you know, simplify that down somehow. And we talked a little about the oceans. You know, there's that plastification then that's kind of, you know, and, and I know for our listeners, we're, we're kind of talking, we just want, we'd want to bring this doomsday feeling on it. We're just, we want to, you know, these are some of the issues that are happening. So in this issue, we want to just make aware to our listeners that this is what's going on. Trying to, we're trying to link the total impact. I, I, I think the C2 production outlook is not intended to, uh, you know, you know, be a be a doomsday per se. But we're just trying to state what's what's going on and and what's getting ignored. And and your point about pl plastics, uh, I, I I think by now, any 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 listener, you know, you know, knows of of the you know you know the the massive problem with with plastic. You know, it's it's in the landscape. It's you know it's in the ocean, and then there's microplastic, and it's in the it's in the birds, it's the animals, probably somewhat in our in our in ourselves, and so that that's you know probably something that's 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 uh, solvable if we you know get the will to do it. And I was about to ask that question. So that's one thing that again, not to take that doomsday. That seems like something that a a, a private citizen, you and I, um, organizations can kind of maybe get a handle on. We we could, yeah, yeah. There's. You know, there's two two sides to uh, to 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 planet change. One is that uh, you know you know people can be anti-government, for example, but uh, you know we're such a huge population. We 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 have to have a government operation. It'd be chaos. So there's the top-down uh programs and and the things that take broad broad leadership so th so that's really important everything's important that's really important the bottom up side is each one of us citizens individually could choose to do more and uh, and you know like us us citizens we we have uh, you know lots of freedom and in, in our choices and and consumption and we could do a lot more ourselves individually and, and that's equally important so Along those lines, what are some things that maybe, you know, government, individuals, corporations, how can we kind of help that, you know, is it just taking something out of the uh, waste system as far as, you know, plastic bags? I know, you know, we we get them, we go to the grocery store, it seems that, you know, are they needed? They're not. Actually, uh, you know, you know, there's probably probably uh, very very little needed, but uh, but they're they're wanted, and you know, plastic has been a you know a fabulous material for our convenience and efficiency. And absolutely, and I'm sure we need it for certain things. I mean, especially when it comes to the medical industry. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, no, no, no doubt that there's there's applications that are that are you know ir irreplaceable with, with plastic, but. But I, you know, I, I, I think in the consumer side, you know, you know, we could do alternate things. You know, we could say, well, you know, plastic bag, the grocery store is convenient, but I could take my old, my old, you know, you know, paper bag, or you know, you know, you know, or or et cetera, et cetera. Or you know, I don't really make an effort to get them recycled. Uh, you know, uh, or I, I want them for my uh, cat poo bag or something. You know, right, I, I, right, I, I mean, right. et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, I, I, I mean. Uh, uh, you know, we just have to try harder, uh, and, uh, and there's a lot we could do. And, and I think that's something that I know you and I have discussed. It's is it is it changing our habits? 
It is. It is. And I, and, and I think, uh, you know, and you, you comment on this, Ed, I, th I think it is changing your habits. To, and and I, think, I think changing habits for people starts with adjusting their philosophy, too. That, that is, you know, accepting. And we talked a little bit in this episode about transportation. It's even changing our habits on how we look at that. Sure, sure, sure. And it's, we're not saying that you don't need two cars. We're just saying maybe you don't need... Drive, drive them so often or something. Or you don't need that particular car. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, and I think you could even you could say, should I support our, you know, our powerful auto, auto industry or should, should I, you know, step down? You know, could I, could I live with a... 10 or 15 year old automobile that's less less prestigious you know because it just looks good and and that does that help it drives them longer and you know maybe doesn't look as uh, as uh, you know prestigious and that's you know that that could be done you know and 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 so when consumers do that uh industry has to adapt and and there's a big movement afoot Big and you know you know and Tesla's not leading because you got to start out, but there's a big movement for say, I think the Chinese and Japanese and India, you know, an EV vehicle that's eight thousand dollars instead of seventy thousand dollars, and so so what it is is just a you know, a fancy covered scooter, you know, not not a not a uh, you know. A, a, a Mercedes, you know, 500 or something, you know, which is a you know, they're beautiful cars. Uh, I, I've owned a Mercedes, but, but they're kind of unnecessary. So another thing that um, is very interesting where that we need to talk about in this episode is how do we, how do we govern climate change, planet change and across borders, you know, who defends this? Well, you know, uh, I I, th I think the I think there are you know um, the the UN and there are there are there are there are you know political bodies that are they're fantastic advocates Greenpeace etc. Et they they invariably you know run head on with the pure economic interests. So you know we've such a such a you know I I don't I don't know what the GDP of the world is. But but it's you know just to, to the moon and so uh, you know but uh, you know this the UN and Secretary Antonio Guterres is is a, is a great spokesman but uh, you know it's it's a bit of a race in that we hope that uh, you know you know as as the impacts get larger and more obvious you know the next five-year cycle generation of elected officials, you know, uh, come, come around on the subject and take it more serious. And, you know, things happen globally all the time where you, know, you can't stop wind and water where it goes. And, and the same thing goes with things that we pollute. And it goes to other countries. It, you know, it drifts. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. it kind of affects everybody on the planet. Yeah. It affects, yeah. you know, affects your neighbor, which is maybe you know, the country that's next to you or right. the neighborhood that's next to you. Right. How do we monitor that? Who's in charge of that? Well, uh, you know, some of, it's, some of it's a legacy thing. We, we, we are, you know, we, we are in a, you know, you know, high tribal legacy. So we're, so we're used to our, our country tribe, you know, representing our own interests and competing for, for that. So, and, we, and we've had, at least had a history of our, you know, leaders, you know, Speaking for our interests, and that still remains, you know, you know, a very strong 
outlook. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Carl Sagan said in his famous 1985 report to Congress, the, the, the trouble with climate change, and I'm paraphrasing him, is that uh, if it's not our problem, it's nobody's problem. And that it's a multi-generational problem, too. And so, uh, um, uh, you know, m maybe we would look at our founding fathers. You know, you know, in a sense, that they uh, and, our and our USA documents were thinking about forward generations. What a concept. You know, and, I, and recently I, there was a story, I believe, about how, you know, I think in the state of Montana, how younger the younger generation was stepping up and saying hey you know we need to protect this yeah is, yeah. is i mean is that what yeah, is that what I, needs I, to happen I, I think that i think it's a big component of it i i i think i think no doubt and help me here ed uh, you know it's it's a millennials and y's and z's or something you so, know i don't yeah, i don't yeah. quite have it all lined up but, but they're not seeing you know climate change planet change as something that uh, that is uh, you know kind of just evolved it's been with them since childhood, so it's right smack in front of them. So, so I think they have a different different outlook, and so there's hope in that regard. And and that, and uh, you know, uh, you, you know, in simple terms, you know, maybe they're a little less uh, car crazy, and you know, seeing autos as, as just a tool, which is more what we need to see. And it's a fashion statement, you know, a hundred, you know, hundred thousand or fashion statement, better off just to, you know, just as my scooter to get around or something. So, so I think there's hope on the, uh, on the, on the, on the generational side, kind of forced to do, to do it. So, you know, and, 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 and those like Ed and Kirby or, who are, who are up, up a generation two, you know, were the more reluctant crowd to, to, to disrupt our, you know, everything. <laughs> it's because we we grew up in a different generation. Oh, we're part of the legacy of, you know, you know, didn't didn't you know, didn't have to worry about it, didn't didn't weren't taught to think about it, and uh, you know, and we didn't know at times. We, I mean, we didn't, didn't know. know. No, no, we didn't know. In, in fairness, no, in fairness to everybody, no, we, we didn't know. The coal miner didn't think about, uh, you know, the coal. It was, you know, so we we have lived with a millions of year legacy that the that a that a whole planet is uh, an unlimited resource. And, and uh, you, you know, uh, go back to Mr. Carl Sagan again. The small blue, blue dot, you know, on, on the photograph, just this, this, this little ball in the universe, it's just a, a pixel. You know, it's interesting though, you mentioned, you know, the millennials, the generation Ys and Zs and Us and whoever comes next. Um, but it really sounds like it's opening that conversation to possibly having uh, a solution to the things that we're talking about, that there is a way if we just all can sit down and not view this as political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, 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 think, I think there's real, real, real hope through them, for sure. And, this, and the, solutions, the solution should include an S, it's a solution, because so, it's, 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 it's multi-tiered. You know, and it's like, uh, oh, you know, uh, 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 you know, big wind turbines, you know, over the landscape, you know, you know, generating power, but, you know, you know, and they, and they are, uh, you know, have downsides. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're not so great for a beautiful landscape. So, so it's, it's, so we're, 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 we're certainly 
absolutely in a period where we're going to, we need to have the courage to make difficult decisions because there's going to be no perfect decision until we kind of try to work this thing down a bit, you know, because this doesn't, doesn't matter where you turn, which industry gets, gets affected, there's, there's going to be, a, 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 you know, you know, conflict. But hopefully, and, and that's, you know, part of our C2 uh, productions is that, uh, you know, if we all think about what we can do, we can push this thing in the right direction. And we can kind of avoid our Chicxulub. We, we can avoid our Chicxulub, yeah, that's well said. It really is. And it's a good, good you, know, uh, uh, you know, you know, symbol of, you know, if, if somebody wants to, see what uh, an ultimate reality planet disaster looks like you know you know go, go, go to youtube there's there's great great you know four four minute illustrations of chicks loop and and uh, you know you know it's uh, it, it's uh, it's mind-boggling to think that's a real thing not a not a not a sci-fi uh, sort of what's something you want to leave the listeners with when it comes to this idea of changing habits um, their mindset. What's you know? What's something that you know? I think we've talked about that. We've discussed that in this episode. But what is it? How do you want to leave them? You know, what's the one thing that maybe you know you empower them to say? You know, it isn't. It isn't you know all doomsday, and you can go out there, and it's just maybe it's just you know they 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 feel empowered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ed, that's you know. Um, a challenging question for all of us to answer, but 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 I would say uh, uh, use your common sense, believe in believe in the science, you know, believe in what you see, uh, and uh, you know you know because it's there. There there may be long cultural uh, you know training to you know to kind of teach you to to ignore those things, but but. Uh, uh, you know, we need to open our eyes and ears, and and see what's happening, and uh, and that's the start. Then 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 you know, people can formulate their own methods and philosophies to say, gee, you know, I I'll I'll be like uh, our founding fathers. I'm gonna try and uh, live a meaningful life, but I'm also gonna care about future generations. And I'm gonna, you know, try try and do things, and um, and and it, it's mostly simplifying. You know, it's not, you know, having when we go fishing, you know, you know, get the usual ten or fifteen, you know, or you know, up and down the line, or or you know, simpler hobbies or simpler transportation. I I I I think it's just just cooling down the noise that that we just. We just burn the furnace at at every turn. So it sounds like um, that sounds like a poem, Kirby. It almost sounds like the poetry, the poetry of Earth. I, I I think so. Maybe maybe you and I'll have to uh, you know you know refine and compose our poem for the next episode, Ed. So Kirby, what should we do? Well, Ed, I think we need to stop throwing rocks. <laughs> <laughs>